0: Sometimes you can get around people who've got a lot of things going on, a lot lot of testimonies. Why can't God do it for me? Yes, he can. Yes, he can. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So as Jesus is speaking, faith is coming. His, His hearers are receiving those words and faith is being built in them. You see, we all need faith, don't we? Because the Bible says without it, it's impossible to please God. Amen? See, I believe we need to have things going on in our lives that will only happen because of God. That will only happen because of God. You know, we we live in a day when we can probably get get by pretty much okay on our own. But there are times when something needs to take place in your life where, where only God can do it. Where only God can do There's times when often we say, well, we've done everything else. All we can do now is pray. Instead of, instead of praying first and then when that doesn't work, prayer does work. That's why it's so important that we, we are a people of prayer. We, we pray personally, we pray individually, we pray together, we pray corporately. Because the Bible says, if two or three of you agree about any one thing on earth, it shall be done by my Father who is in heaven. It's in the Bible. Oh well, let's try this first. Let's try this. Let's try let's try that. Let's see if we can work this out. Let's see if we can work that out. No, you know, come on. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. And that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him or those who press in for the words. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You can never have enough word. Faith comes by hearing. A lot of other things come by hearing too. Fear can come by hearing. A lot of things, see, we, we, we respond. That's why adverts are so powerful. That's why you have adverts on your TV screen. Because you hear things. That's why, that's why certain songs, you know, and certain words, certain themes, they, they, what you hear, it reminds you of something. It brings something to your remembrance. See, if, you, if you're consistently here he being a person who hearing the Word of God, that is what's going to grow in you. That is where your response is going to be. That's where you're going to draw your response from when you have a challenge in your life. What does God's Word say about it? If you, have, if you don't know the Word of God, you're not going to have much to draw on. You know, many times we're at, we ask for prayer about things and we want God to do, answer a prayer for us and we want to, to know, know some, some sort of, you know, godly direction in our life uh, and we're, we're getting a little bit confused, but the answer's already in the Word. But we don't know that because we haven't allowed enough of the Word to get into us. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You can never have enough Word. And there's this big crowd that Jesus is speaking to because they're pressing in. They have got to a place where they have become, you know, recognizing that he has something to say. I tell you, it's important that we recognize people who have something to say. Not, not a load of baloney. Just someone the the loudest voice has the least to say. See, this is the, he's, he's teaching, he's preaching. This is not just any teaching. This is not just any teacher. We know that he was recognized as being one who, when he spoke, spoke with authority. Just a moment ago, Suzanne just started speaking over, I've forgotten his name right now. Kaito. Praise his name. <laughs> At that, at that moment, don't look at me like that. You, know, you, you do it better. <laughs> Not everybody can be called Bob. But when the word comes, Suzanne brings that word that is authoritative, and I'm thinking, "Who? God's here." See, he spoke with one who had authority. This, this this, for goodness sake, was the word who became flesh. And when he'd finished teaching, see, not everybody wants to receive teaching. and they don't want to receive it always from someone who has authority. Because a lot of teaching, a lot of, a lot of what will come at you and try to fill your ears will, be, will, will come across as being teaching, but it won't have any authority. But this teaching has authority because it's Jesus. It's his word. You can't add to this and you can't take away from it. It has authority. So if you're thinking of doing something and you're saying, well, does it line up with that which has authority? Sometimes we, we make mistakes in life because we don't have that check in our life. To say, well, this is what I'm thinking of doing. This is what so-and-so tells me I should be doing. But well, does that come with the authority of the Word of God? Does it match it? So he'd receive teaching, and then he, then he does something. Of course, you all know what he does. I just want to break it down a little bit. But what he does something. Yeah, you know, we, we we believe that signs and wonders follow the preaching of the Word. Why do signs and wonders follow the preaching of the Word? Because there's Word and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So it's a sign and a wonder that needs to be, someone needs to, have to see a sign and a wonder or someone has to wonder about a sign. You know, we should be expectant of things to change. So signs and wonders accompany should accompany teaching. But, if, but for signs and wonders to accompany teaching, teaching has to have a response. And we don't know exactly why Jesus did this, but he asked Simon to get into the boat with him. Because there's no, there's no mention of Jesus getting out of the boat. Aren't you glad Jesus didn't get out of the boat? We don't know exactly why he did it, but maybe it was just to give a sign that caused him to wonder. Maybe it was in recognition for Peter letting him use his boats. Because you can't give something to Jesus and outgive him. Hello? Hello? You know, Simon Peter obviously recognized that what he had in his hand was not just his. And Simon Peter there questions Jesus. He says, look, come on, Jesus. You're asking us to go and catch fish. Don't forget, Jesus. You're a teacher. You're you were a carpenter. I'm a fisherman. And we've toiled all night and caught nothing. And if we've toiled all night and caught nothing, you need to know, Jesus, there's no fish there. And you know, we've we've done we we've done it. We've had our we've we, we've. We, we know this, that we've been working a whole lot out, we've done, the, we've done the night's fishing, now we're washing our nets, the, the boats are idle here, we know what we're doing, we can work things out, we'll just have to go out again tomorrow night, and, tomorrow and, and and try again, you know, we do it our way, we know what we're doing. And Simon Peter questions Jesus, but not for long. He doesn't question him for long. Because we know what he says to Jesus, you know, we've toiled all night and we've caught nothing. Nevertheless, what does he say? Nevertheless, at your word, at your, I'm not moved now by my feelings, I'm not moved now by my own understanding. My own understanding says something. I can do this. I've done. I've been fishing all my life. You know, this is this is our business. This is what we know. You know, we're going to get by if we don't get fish today. We're going to get some fish tomorrow, uh, and we, we we can manage. We can manage somehow. We got it all worked out. You know, we're just taking this time. No, you know, we have toiled all night and we have caught nothing. Nevertheless, I'm putting all that in the background because your word is higher. Your word is high and your word is great and we've been listening to you. And faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So they've got some faith that's built up in us today. You know, nevertheless, I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but be, just be, because you are saying it, we'll do it. Haven't you ever been in situations where you say, well, you know, I don't know what the deal is, but because we believe God is saying this, it matches his word, we're going to go with it. We're not going to dilly-dally along the way. We're not going to try and question it. We're not going to try and get out someone else's opinion. We're not going to ask, ask around here. We're not going to try something different. We're going to go because your word says it, and we recognize that your word is word of authority, and is a greater word. We're going to go with it. See, why question Jesus when he's still in the boat? Now, Psalms 37 and 23 says, The Lord's our steps are ordered by the Lord. Why question him when he's right there in the boat and he's saying, Yeah, come on, get in the boats here, cast that into the deep, put you out down your net for, for, you know, for a cash, catch. See, Simon questions for a moment because he's human. He's got a lot of convincing arguments. He's got he's he's got reasonable words. He's sensible. You know, is is a lovely word. He's cautious. He's a practical word coming at him. But that is that is that is all elementary. When you because your word is growing. nevertheless, that your word. Let's do it. Let's go for it. See, many Christians hang on words. They'll have little authority. They'll hang on words that originate in some well meaning person's imagination. And nothing changes. You know, you don't have to go far to get somebody to give you a word or their opinion or their reasonable argument. And so often we hang on those. You know, we've done it. so-and-so said this, and it was like, it that was them. They weren't Jesus. They weren't Jesus. Yeah, they were well-meaning, and they were loving, and they had a, they had a great, uh, you know, it was, it was, a, it was, it was reasonable maybe. But I say, don't hang on a word that's originated in some well-meaning person's imagination. Or feelings. Nothing changes. See, but was it the word of God? Was it the word of God? See, many people love will, will, will give you a word, they, but they they have no understanding of you, of you. <laughs> they have no understanding of authority. Just a, a just a free voice with an opinion. But when you take God's words, see, we can hang on all sorts of words, all sorts of opinions, and nothing significant changes until we say, nevertheless, at your word, let's do it. See, when, when you go with God's word, it's backed up. Now you go with someone else's word, it's, it's, it's not backed up. But when you go with the word of God, it's backed up in heaven. It's backed up by the King of Kings. It's backed up by the one who holds all things in his hand. And so this when when he when he goes with the word of God, this they get this overwhelming catch of fish. They get an overwhelming catch of fish. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly over and above what I can ever think or ask according to the power of God which is working within me. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. See, many Christians, or I could say most Christians, but many Christians, you know, never see the exceedingly and abundantly over and above. They never see the greater is he who is in me than he who is in this world. And and our lives live very mediocre, our lives live, live very ordinary, our lives will live very beige not a lot going on. Not seeing a lot of the exceedingly abundantly over and above taking place in our lives. We live a sort of well, whatever will be, will be. You know, it, there's, there's, we didn't get a catch last night, but we're just washing the nets anyway. We just go through the motions and do what we've always done. And never see the exceedingly and abundantly over and above what we can ever think or ask. And we just go with this, whatever will be, will be. And keep cleaning the nets, keep washing them. Keep, if, if there's nothing going on, the boat will lay idle. And we'll just hope we wake up the next day and hope we can do the same again. Hope we can do it. Hope things will be okay. But they have this abundant catch of fish. God wants us to be a people, church, I believe, who live the exceedingly and abundantly over and above, beyond what we can ever think or ask, according to the power which is working within us. Because when you get born again of the Spirit of God, a power starts working in you. We can choose to stir that up. We can choose to activate that. We can choose to cultivate that. We can choose to just work it and work it and work it and activate it and see the power of God working our lives or we can just choose to allow whatever will be, will be. and never see a lot of change in our lives. You know, we're living in a time where, you know, we could easily just uh, say, well, okay, we're going to have to allow whatever we we'll be, will be, we'll be. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We just gonna, just hold tight and just keep going and, and just do what we can. But no, in these days, God wants a people, he wants an army of people who will rise up and say, you know, I can do greater things that are than in, in he who is in this world because of he who is in me. No, God has an abundance for you, I believe. He has an abundance over and above what you can ever think or ask. You have an imagination which can, which can think incredibly. But God has an imagination which is greater. And he has an ability. So it says, that, it says of, the, of these disciples of Peter there, <laughs> who's in this boat. Well, you was not Peter yet. He was still Simon. He hadn't had that revelation yet. Uh, and so they signaled to their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. They signaled to their partners in the other boats to come and help them. Signaled to them to come and help them. Church, the exceedingly and abundantly of God working through you needs more than you. Do you hear that? The exceedingly and the abundantly of God working through you because he doesn't want just to be in you. He wants it to work through. He is he, working through you because he wants you to be more than you. So the exceedingly and the abundantly of God working through you needs more than you. God doesn't intend you to manage all he has for you alone. Let me say that again. God doesn't intend you To manage all that he has for you on your own, they call their partners. They call those around. They call those who they are in partnership with. At church, they don't just call anybody. They don't just call Tom, Dick, and Harry. Sorry if you don't come from this part of the world, you may not know who Tom, Dick, and Harry are. They don't just call anybody. If I get my tongue around you, some of your names, I'd I'd pull some of you out. But they don't just call anybody, they call their partners. They call people who they are in relationship with. They call people who who, who they do in life, but they, they call people who have the same values. They call people who are serving the same God. Oh, yeah, well, they're serving the same God. You know, sometimes you may hear us talk about, well, what God do you serve? Do you serve an all-powerful, all-sufficient God, or do you serve a maybe God? Do you serve a whatever will be, will be God? No, they call their partners. God doesn't intend you to manage all he has for you alone. I don't believe this is the day of the willingly isolated. I say the willingly isolated because there are many people in this world who cannot gather and cannot get around and cannot be with and cannot call, cannot call their partners to get alongside them. This isn't the day for the willingly isolated. The harvest, the Bible says, is plentiful, the workers are few. Now, these guys needed all the partners they could get to manage this which they had. This exceedingly and abundantly, over and above what they could ever think or ask. I sometimes wonder what would have happened if Peter had done, or Simon as he was then, sorry, if Simon had done exactly what Jesus had said to him when he said, and let down your nets for a catch. Because Simon comes back and he says, okay, we've told all night and caught nothing, nevertheless at your word we'll let down a net. Or the net. You know, there must have been fish just turned up just gagging to find a net. Because maybe they'd heard Jesus say nets, and they <laughs> And so there And so there were so many that the net that they did put down was so full it was overflowing, so they called their partners. Because what God wants to do in you and through you is going to take more than you. That's why church is so important. That's why a body of Christ, of God's people, are coming together. That's why it's important that we, we, we believe and then we belong. So we've got people who we belong to and we've got partners who we can belong to. Sometimes, when, 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 sometimes If you have a situation, if you ever had a situation in your life when God is doing so much and so much is going on, you think, well, who, who in the world can help me with this? There was a multitude of people on the seashore listening to what Jesus did, and presumably witnessing what was going on. Simon Peter didn't go to those that are watching, he he, he, where's my partners? Where are those who are on the same page? Where are those who believe the same thing? Where are those who, who have the same values? They call them and they come and they help them. And they catch an incredible amount of fish. I just, someone always wondered what they did with those fish. And that's just for us to wonder. And ask Jesus maybe when we see him. Maybe, maybe you're here this morning. And you've 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 never been a nevertheless at your word sort of person. You've never been a nevertheless at your word. You know, you've got a lot of things going on, you try and work things out yourselves. How many of you try and work things out yourselves? And we can, and as I say, we can we can live you know a, a pretty okay life working things out ourselves. You know, God's given us our intellect, He's given us our intelligence, He's given us our resources. And we can pretty much get along okay, washing our nets, taking care of things. But God wants, God wants us to do so much more. A little seven-month-old seven baby this morning, he has so much more for that little boy than just laying in his parents' arms. Maybe you're facing something today. You feel like you're maybe those disciples just washing nets. Nothing. Almost much life feels a little stuck? But, you, but you've but you heard the Word of God. You know the Word of God. You have a Bible. You know, and maybe you've, there's some stuff you've... You know, I, I constantly... Re- Looking, through, look. I look through my Bible sometimes. And I, I read, I, I read some notes that I put in a place, and I think, man, God, you were speaking to me then, and I never responded. Maybe it's the day of the nevertheless at your word. I'm going to launch out into the deep. Sometimes we we, we live with the concept of not taking too many risks. Nevertheless, at your word. Let's stand on our feet just for a moment. So shall my word, which goes forth from my mouth, it will not return to me void, but it will accomplish that for which it was sent. And it's been heard. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Without faith it's impossible to please God, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Father, we come to you this morning with our, our, our hearts open and our minds attentive. To your words. We've come from all different places with all different things going on in our lives. We are also individual. But your word is unique. And our word gets received. And if you're here this morning and you say, well, yeah, I, I've heard something today. Maybe you're like those who, yeah, I said yes to Jesus, but I, my life isn't a lot different. But today is the day I want to make that change. Yeah, I'm a believer. I'm a follower of Jesus, but I haven't. I've only followed him to a certain degree. Maybe God's challenging you about something. Maybe that's just to go deeper with him. Greater level of commitment. greater level of service. You're here today and you say, okay, I've had all these thoughts and this is going on in my life. Don't always understand everything that's going on. Well, I've heard something of your word this morning. So nevertheless, at your word, Step into something new, a new experience, a new commitment, a new level. Because I want to live in that place of the exceedingly and abundantly over and above what I can ever think or ask. So every head is bowed and every eye is closed this morning. If you're here this morning, you're saying, you're saying this morning, I, I don't know, totally understand it, but I know there's something in me which is, which is saying uh, and, and challenging me to say, nevertheless, at your word, I'm going to take a step. It could be a huge step. could just be like a small step, but it's a step. nevertheless at your word I'm going to take that step I don't want to embarrass anybody this morning but if you're here this morning where our heads are bowed and eyes are closed, nobody looking around nobody moving around just for a moment if that's you this morning so nevertheless this is a, is a significant day in my life today is a day and right now is the moment and I'm going to say nevertheless at your word I'll take that step. Just raise your hand where so I can see it. and I want to pray with you. Is anybody here this morning? So I'm going to make that step. I see a hand. Anybody else? Maybe you're here this morning. You, you can't stay like You have a personal relationship with Jesus. You're not born again of the Spirit of God. You can't put your hand on your heart and say you're a Christian. I want you to know this morning that God loves you. And that he loves you so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, into this world. 2,000 years ago, he came as a baby. Lived a life on earth for 33 years. Was crucified, taking your sin and your past to the cross. Carrying himself He died and He rose again to give you a new life so that you can be born again of the Spirit of God. Become a new person and have a home in heaven. If that's you this morning, say today is the day I want to give my heart to Jesus. I want to make Him Lord of my life. Maybe you're watching online, you're part of this. Anybody here this morning says I want to, I want to give my life to Jesus. I'm a brand new person. Let's pray this prayer together. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. And recognize this is the day. I want to give my life over to you. I thank you that you've forgiven me of my past. And you've made a new future for me. So I, mouth, so I confess with my mouth what I believe in my heart, so in my heart. that Jesus died, for me, that Jesus died for, me. for me, and he rose again for me, giving me new life. So fill me with your Spirit, me with your and make, spirit. Me a brand new make me a brand new person, in Jesus name. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to know that you're born again in the Spirit of God.